Hi, and welcome to Figure of Speech, a program from WRBH where every week you can meet local poets and fiction writers from the New Orleans community and listen to them share their work. This episode, we welcome on poet Henry Goldcamp. Hello, everybody. Thanks so much for having me on uh, Figure of Speech this morning. My name is Henry Goldcamp, and I am a local New Orleans poet, and I'm going to read you some of my poetry. First, I guess I'll tell you a little bit about myself. I grew up in St. Louis, and now I live in New Orleans. I do really think that the Mississippi River is like the best imaginary friend ever. I have public artworks that include the Poetry Project and What the Hell is St. Louis Thinking? The latter one resulted in St. Louis being the first city to write a book. Uh, Actually, NPR and Time covered the project. Not too long ago, in 2013, I was voted uh, St. Louis's Poet of the Year by the Riverfront Times, and I also got St. Louis's Person of the Year from the mayor's office. I find these accolades both touching and pretty absurd, but it was, you know, more touching. I'm in the process of finishing up my first poetry collection titled Denim Lemonade, and basically what that is is I follow the evolution of laziness as an American virtue. I'm going to read you some poems, both from that and some others. I really am grateful for y'all listening. I'm also a member of the class. And the class here in New Orleans is a group of poets who together are devoted to and honor poetry. So let's jump right into it here. And uh, I'm going to start with a poem called Saints and Dentists. And this is inspired by the blessing of the throat, as the Catholics do. We mimic the Pope in that we chew our food in order to swallow it. We congregate on behalf of your mouths and throats. They haven't been acting usual, have they? Your tongues refuse clamor. Your swallows do not dip about the rictus elevator shaft. You dream the holy, tepid water up a crazy straw, worship supinely flying nun reruns. You are your denizens unchurched in silent tabernacle. The ego science genuflex and glottal stop. Incisors fall like cloud frogs or petals or windmills, ugly, terrestrial. You are your God, the one you're wondering about, the one that scares you, that makes you safe at the top step. Two terse candles click sound, a wax X, and I am passing over you. This next one, we won't get so heavy. This is about essentially a shopping addiction in this internet age, uh, but it's sort of put in a fun light. It's called Internets. In a living stream, an Amazon plants her heavy trunk, spearing shells to fill her Nordstrom cart. She teaches her daughter how to hunt, browsing the brown water. The river glints pixel, chrome. Banks of sand click with bait. How refreshing, gazing towards its glowing thrush. Hypnosis arrives by a honeyed moon, wet with cardboard and packing tape. Dawn soaks its fibers in fiber optics. A promised bandwidth of their denim wastes upheave the mirage. If water turns white with froth, is it rabid or perfect for swimming? If sick with flood flu, breathing underwater is no cure. The sail sets them free. The speaker is muted. Whirlpools brew coupons, but all the good fish can breathe its swill. Not to be discounted, on another tab of land, a turkey pecks ecstatic ponds. Water falls from her beard, tasting of the bitter scum of mosquitoes afloat on the still. Some spiders serve their webs and nothing else. 
The mother points out Alexa and Siri in the night sky, tells her daughter that as humans, they win most famous animal. There's only one fish in the sea, but it is gigantic and made its way to our tributary, sweetheart. This joke is delivered in one to two business days. She says this with her hands, the history of their softness, their wares, or maybe the fingers of her modem's bone. This next one is based on a true story. I am a vain person. One time in St. Louis, under the Craigslist free ad, I saw a tanning bed. Albeit I was living in a two-bedroom apartment with my roommate and he didn't know about it, I did try and go pick it up with my pickup truck, but I had just missed it apparently by five minutes. I don't know what I would have done with a tanning bed. I doubt I would have been comfortable using one for many reasons, but this is called Denim Lemonade as SPF 4 with Instant Bronzer. Whatever happened to that used tanning bed? Its dimensions, a perfect fit for the bed of your work truck, feel divinely ordained. Free stuff and only posted 41 minutes ago. Must pick up, will help with loading the plastic plug-in coffin of vanity, never minding that you live in a two-bedroom with a roommate ignorant of this whim, your tan plans of privacy buzzing purple-blue, upgrading from the roof of pigeon shits in fear of being caught naked, alone, oily, a dead fish skin on steaming tar, the type no one you know eats, picks it away and asks for an extra plate to set on. Ignition's been fired long ago, steam and mirrors, wired dip. Pond or puddle, perhaps, and you see the house numbers are even, so odds are on the other side. There it is, the house you've read about. Cranking down your muddy window. This a place for a free tanning bed? The air is ripe with brine, is the reddened man. Oh man, you just missed it by a minute. Somebody else picked it up. You. Disappointment cannot be blocked like a sun. Absorbing his saliva diffuse, you flip the bitch, the truck, your charred vanity like a burger. Ointment splurges on you like a Malibu rum sponge, seething as you drive home. You wonder what kind of oils your Hoosier acquaintance used, his bed smell of artificial coconuts, his favorite Van Morrison song, his loves, this month's electric bill after powering on your tight Las Vegas dye over each eyelid, searing yourself into a white skillet, busting up power wheels in your front yard when the butt ice gets at you, when two Missouri coasts start closing in, when child support is harder to understand than community college applications, praying for money that could increase your value. But it's not how much power does it use, but how much power could it generate. Considering this at a red light, 10W30 drips out the invisible pan, a rainbow estuary of Gravois hot gutter. That's certainly laden with uh, some St. Louis imagery that uh, tends to bleed through a lot in my work that we'll see in a, in a bit. I grew up in South City, and I'm forever grateful for it, and I really do believe that St. Louis and New Orleans are true sister cities. They're so much more alike than anyone really would guess unless you've experienced them both. I would highly recommend going to St. Louis. It's, it's rich with history and uh, has a wonderful poetry scene there, too. This one's going to shy away a bit. This is an experimental, longer piece. And this is sort of a true story as well, or a series of true stories. These are really strange art project ideas that tend to come to me when I sleep. Now, of course, they've been altered to be a bit more poetic, and not all of them are true. But it's fun. I think y'all will be entertained. And it's called DIY. As an alternative method of distressing your denims, boil them in extravagance, cayenne, and heaps of bay leaf for about 20 minutes. Salt to taste. 
men, instead of whistling it, will inhale their desire. Rather than build a time machine, walk your city and pick up any payphone. Hold it to the summer of your ear. Picture the past or the future in your mind's eye, whichever concerns you most. Whisper, I'm ready. This is the next best thing. Next time you find yourself praying, write each word out onto spare bricks from your apartment building, one word to each brick. Hire bricklayers to compose your prayer into a temple. Smash it with a family sledgehammer. What's left? What you should have said. Pro tip, beginners should keep it short. In the fast food restaurants you frequent, refrain from driving through them. Instead, go inside, order, then use the restroom. Black out the bathroom mirrors with black paint. Enjoy your soft tacos, not knowing what you look like. If no paint is available, drink alcohol excessively for similar results. Realize all burritos are meaningless. If you are fascinating enough to think of white guilt as victimhood, go tanning. I'm going to let you in on a secret, how to become an American prophet. Before sleeping, quickly eat a pint of Ben & Jerry's chocolate chip cookie dough as you watch recent comedy movies. Wash that down with the myth of white cherry Gatorade and an all-natural Whole Foods popsicle. Leave the television on, the spoon in the carton as you sleep. This constitutes a shrine. The dead will storm your visions to find you. The best remember their warnings and treat the next day as a type of wake. Take an old toilet paper tube and douse its insides with superglue. Collect the shards of cognac bottles you've broken while arguing about the future of your various relationships. Fill the tube with them and place them over every candle in your apartment. The flames will go out. Register the domain objectifywomen.org and offer a new metaphorical quote each day based on the archival wisdom of female-identified authors, politicians, activists, playwrights, actors, princesses, queens, and CFOs. Finance this through women's rights groups. Begin with, Women are the largest untapped reservoir of talent in the world. Hillary Clinton. Before taking home your Tinder date, gently remove all the used stickers off of the spines of your college textbooks in order to make it seem like you chose education for yourself. This is an idea for anyone wishing to resist capitalism. Purchase a flight from Detroit to JFK. Be patient in the line for budget rental cars. Drive your Hyundai Elantra to the Unilever corporate headquarters in Englewood Cliffs, New Jersey. Request to see the head of I Can't Believe It's Not Butter. Once seated in his fine office, take out a plain white sheet of computer paper. Crumple it up and stuff it in your mouth. To the best of your ability, whisper to the immigrant taking out a small trash liner. I can't believe it's not money. When an abandoned school is set for demolition, paint its entire facade blue, leaving a note on the contractor's sign. I read somewhere that blue breeds creativity. I wish you were more creative, and I'm breaking up with you. If on a budget, blue viewfinders will do. If immobile, picturing such a school is fine, too. For interracial couples with young children, fashion a mock thumb out of a dishwashing glove. Gently paint it the color of your baby's belly. Slip it on to fully dupe the child when playing Got Your Nose. With old Sprite 2 liters, cut out a mask to wear over your face whenever you're feeling ugly. 
the transparent green plastic will encourage strangers to come up, ask you to take it off, and compliment you. Organize these results in a notebook. So far, you look like a lawnmower that has been asked to make a smoothie takes the cake. Buy cardboard and black Sharpies in bulk discounts. Offer a marker and a piece of cardboard to the homeless flying signs in exchange for their plight. Collect these, plaster your bedroom walls with it, and wonder at the meaning of luck on your days off. When having fun at nightclubs, be brave and respectfully approach the person you are most attracted to. Next, determine if they are male, female, or trans. One technique involves challenging the person to a push-up contest. If they understand, you are in luck. This means they are not extraterrestrial aliens and you can continue your amorous, neon-lit pursuit without notifying the government. For those of you dealing small amounts of cocaine, draw a cartoon jug with a triple X label with a small two in the upper right-hand corner of your gram bags. This indicates a hangover squared and will result in young folks calling you the American Gandhi. Go to the Contemporary Arts Center of your respective city. Push open its thick glass entrance. Find the section with the crispest books. Browse. Pick the one that intimidates you most in content, graphic design, or color. Rub this on your wrist until you feel a burning sensation and see if you understand what's inside the book, you, or both. If this worries an attendant, order a coffee. Be on your way. Mark your travels of the United States map by cigarette butts you pick up in these cities you've been to. The stink will save you money in that you'll wish to travel less. Though illegal, it would be pleasant to transform your father's Prius into a police cruiser of a future of your choosing. For example, mounting emergency lights that glow soft pink hues, reminding criminals of an unattainable grandmotherly kindness. For example, softly playing Stravinsky's The Firebird in lieu of sirens. For example, approaching the driver's side window, explaining, I'm here to ensure you live forever. I know that was a long one. I appreciate it if you locked into that. Uh, we're going to break it up a little bit, have a little bit more fun. Strange metaphors galore in this one. A special thanks to my friends who helped me workshop this recently, Chris, Thomas, Esme, Lauren. This one goes out to you, and it's called My Sister, the River. My sister, the river, is having a birthday party. So we soak drunk in the stripper pool, dunk cypress crowns in foam. I want to invite you, but there are rules. Do not approach the modest Midwesterner too brazenly. Offer your downturned palm in prayer. You understand that discovery of whiskey in a Missouri throat is commonplace. You're good. She remembers you from that lake's funeral up north. Whistling her song through chips of yellow teeth, dip chips on your shoulders, too. Her brackish tan chars like crappie on an oily flame of night. Her slick licks sandy lips. This is seduction, silly. She wants her birthday sex. Chug chant, my love. In this wet church, brick slaps like ass, then genuflex. Showboats float down her broken neck, kicking the blonde or their chicken legs. She pedals glittery speed, hopped up on shores, salt, and tobacco. We throw stones, the first to cast on. Let us crush the scum like we're wearing plaid. Let us stuff her fat mouth with pages of some dictionary so she'll learn to speak English one day. This confluence knots a bow of broken bud heavies. She spits thanks like drowned kin. This is the bad beach. Listen, 
when her hot body of water asks, your first time, be honest and admit the sun takes it out of you. She worships wiffle balls half-gagged into dance floors of earth. She deep-throats canoes, the crowd-pleaser, the people-person. The fairy congratulates her with a toot, paddles clapping. Streams streak for her pleasure. She stubs her unfiltered in a mud cake. Don't mind the snakes. She wished for live ancestors. Water is a party hat, so swallow air and plunk yourself. We're so glad you came. Let's call it a day when you named anything, anything you wanted. That was a lot of fun to write. As wild as it gets. I'm just going to do a little short one now, and it's actually titled St. Louis. With all that's going on in St. Louis at the moment, this is my response to that, I guess. The madness, I haven't processed everything yet, personally. So this is step one in the process, I guess, right? St. Louis. Brick teeth muddy the water, shine silver the monument. Take a deep breath and churn brown blood spitting at the alley, its kitties and graffiti. We sunk a riverfront, the last grassy bohemia. Detroit gives good shoulder rubs, but can't hurl this brick high enough. We splash in its tears. This is just gravity, how it works. I trust my city far as I can throw it. Hundreds of steeples sniff the clouds. No one can, kid or clergy, blue or not. I trust the youth with every ounce. Crumbling idols of concrete sit shit-flecked and silent, spying on the residue of grand bags. History bellies in its bricks, the difference between a tummy growling and bored laughter. The city laughs with us. The safest to do? Laughing to. This one goes out to my wife, my mother-in-law, Nan, right? Got to give her a little shout out. My mom, these three women. This is called Three Surefire Rigs. Most evenings, my mom stretches out her dishwater dress, scratching her tawny calf with the other foot while lighting a bottle rocket with her ultralight. Her kisses taste of mint. She stabbed men for me. I warned my ma-in-law, Nan, don't do cat ladies here. Can't quit the crying when we drown the ferals in drippy paint buckets. Said, like getting sad over a BB and a squirrel cheek. Ridicule us, so ridiculous. My wife laughs, trots to the body of a stinking catfish. Thing weighed at least 11, 12, light as the summer sky crowning it, this soda pop scale. She punches out each whisker with a rainbow sparkler, bums a cig off my mom, and sparks their chalky skin to magic. Fairies clap and swish this blurry line of scrimmage. Our babies crawl about its water, the softest color of rot, chewing fish and mud like roaches ought. Waves shush a little nap of death, tow their cotton-clad butts out to current, like blanching, but the river knows to keep the skin on. That's where the vitamins fester. This aisle soon smeared with their limp wash, we smile. So sacrifice the kitty table this year. We'll make more. At least they got to frolic for a minute. River eats our kin because we sizzle its fish. River mad at that blue cat we cut the bloodline out, Licked our chap chops. These three catfish women mourn with me a bottle. They teach me to clip my rubber whiskers and mask my scent in dotted smartweed. 
We gargle Bible verses at 5 a.m. so that my wife stays sacred and shrill. She pries her callous thumb in a sliver of gill, gushes its purple milk, dabs her wrists. Perfume of death is delicious, sweetly crackling, too rich for me. She hands out offerings, licks her own paw to begin another belly swell. I sink towards sleep, drowning inside this fertile valley, cursed with the sickle vision of flathead grease in the sheath of my dead grandma's skirt, my mother's side. It's about time to wrap it up, but I'm going to read one more. And I got two left, so I'm trying to pick which one. And I think it's going to be this one. This is for my friend Tommy Nagel up in St. Louis. And this is based off a game he used to play as a child. When he tried to explain the game to me, I couldn't believe it. It sounded like the most ridiculous thing in the world. And it's explained in the poem, so I'll let the poem do its work. But it turns out we played it a few times, albeit drunk. But there was sort of this beautiful meditative quality to it. So this one is called... Muskmelon or muskrat? My favorite game is muskmelon or muskrat. Think of anything in the world. Then I ask, is it closer to a muskmelon or a muskrat? Muskrat. So, the fallen log we rest on. No, that would be closer to muskmelon, you say, because it is fruit for my sore ass, a damp nourishment. You're right. So... The carcass of the deer whose skull we whipped against the pavement this morning. We've been up ten minutes. You gave it to me. Bingo! A savory rind, those crickety bones under our tennis shoes. My turn. I picture their ancient tales before thinking. Them sleeping in crawl spaces of water heaters. Underneath people who never felt the chilled spell of an I-55 underpass. Southbound chewing lemon creams, the best fat for a dollar plus tax at Rick's Mississippi Gas and Supply, shivering in a blanket with whales on it. I'm close to a thought. The unexplainable color of hurricane debris in a lake? No. A hurricane in a lake? No. Diamonds as dietary restriction? No. Mezcal is my morning's herbal supplement. Fact. I commit to a hurricane party. Okay. Go. Muskrat, certainly, because of the way we dance. You guess a Boston shaker made of 14-karat gold, so I scoff. My father's oriental robe? Nope. A mouth drooling gasoline? It occurs to me from the right distance, you cannot tell an oil refinery from an amusement park. You offer the rumbling clouds overhead. I say, you're in the ballpark, getting warmer. It occurs to me that every move of ours is inherently a bonehead move. You guess the brain of the deer. I told you I was sorry. You can't guess it, so we quit. Just in case we can squeeze one more in here. This one's called a fine diet. Based on a true story, when I fell from a, a banister and broke a bunch of bones in my body and then got all doped up in the hospital and started seeing some wild stuff. So this is called A Fine Diet. Thank you so much for David Benedetto for having me on Figure Speech. Thank you all so much for listening and keep vibrant and alive your New Orleans poetry scene. A Fine Diet.
There was the winter I fell from the banister to flights. I broke all my ribs except two, punctured my little sack of lung, and cracked a single vertebra that felt like a hot pink souvenir shot glass from Pensacola shattering sex on the beach into my neck. All this to taste blood in my blood and sand before they took me away. After the gurney's float, the paramedics stole my Christmas money and an Applebee's gift card en route to that fancy schmancy hospital. When true stories are super true, we forget thinking of them as metaphors. I'd call this a wild time. This implies something natural. They say things about drugs, enough drugs to kill a small horse, but I was the medium-sized elephant boogieing in the living room having a pretty nice time. I'm never mean. Machines beeped their foreign cues and I sucked on ice chips. I asked for a splash of a Sazerac, but the nurse heard Sonderac. He presses a button. He plops an evergreen in my fertile styrofoam cup. Before it takes, I call Jason's girlfriend a polar bear. Whoops. Jason breaks my tooth on the assumption that this was degrading, logically. Like a cop is pig or Lothario is dog. She smiles with seal's blood and a ring around her furry white mouth as they shut my eyes with the heft of two vaults. Invaluable sleep, I keep ordering Corpse Survivor number twos until my dreams come metaphor. Lillette provides an economic way to see France. My body slowly cooks itself at a healthy 98 degrees, but my destiny is not to sear, but rather rot. You've been listening to Figure of Speech, a new community poetry and writing program from WRBH. You were just listening to work from New Orleans-based poet Henry Goldcamp. Tune in on Saturdays at 3 p.m. and every Monday at 9 p.m. for more great New Orleans writing. Thanks for listening.